Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sterner, play action. Looking, pumps. Throws down the middle. Touchdown, Arkansas! Oh, my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway. Sterner throws, Visit them in Conway today or check out ChrisCraneHyundai.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. To a oh. wide open receiver, it's Cobb. Towards the end zone, touchdown. Hi, Clint. Didn't expect to be talking to you on a winning Monday, but here we are. Good to have you. Come on, man. Come on. It is uh, It is absolutely beautiful. Them Hogs won, and this team I covered down here in Houston won and played well, and Oh my. Uh, it was a big game. So, yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm, I'm on cloud nine, man. Buddy, unbelievable performance. The uh, rookie record set. And you had, a, you had a running back kicking field goals. I mean, it was quite a day for the Texans. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, man, I, I mean, I, this is what I was telling you guys about with C.J. Stroud. I mean, the, the guy just, um, you know, he doesn't have a guy out there that's catching 50-50 balls and turning 50-50 balls into eight twenty, you know, 80-20 balls and, He's got a first-year head head coach and offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. It's the first time they've ever done it. Um, I mean, with a with, he's got a, a third rounder on his left that's catching balls, a third rounder on his on his right, and Tank Dell that's catching balls, uh, a receiver and a tight end that the Cowboys didn't want to resign out there that, that are catching rocks. Whoa, over 100 wait yards. a sec! No, 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 no. So, he wanted to leave I mean, Dallas. It wasn't Dallas didn't want to resign him. Well, Okay, okay. I mean, look, if, if he wanted to leave Dallas so bad, he went and signed a one-year, $10 million prove-it deal with a, with a team that was the worst organization in, in football, then that's fine. I mean, I, it, at the end of the day, it was just – it's a guy that really didn't want you no more than you wanted him, and they're out there. They're out there, uh, I mean, putting up big-time stats, man. So, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to rub that, rub that Cowboy West like that right there. Hey, let, let's, let's talk about future Cowboys instead of former Cowboys because some of these guys on Arkansas may end up in the NFL here in the not-too-distant future. Give me, from a, a, a tactical standpoint, analytical standpoint, Clint, what you saw offensively that looked significantly different than what Arkansas had been doing under Dan Enos. Well, look, I, I think I think just for storytelling purposes, I think you saw you saw a, a quarterback that, that, was, um, that was trying to win a ball game instead of trying to develop or mature or stay in the pocket. I think you saw uh, an approach offensively from a coaching staff that was trying to win a ball game and, and using the quarterback and everybody else to their to their strength instead of you know I still to this day I, I will it's a hill I'll down until Sam Pittman tells me I'm wrong I believe there was some kind of some kind of agreement with with KJ Jefferson that they would keep him in the pocket and not run him and not get him hurt and I think there were some different uh, approaches to the game of football in the quarterback position before this week and with Kenny Guyton calling plays the season really being uh, all but down the drain if you don't win out and go to a bowl game. Uh, I think all that other crap was off the table and you saw a, a, a quarterback, a play caller, and, and ultimately a team that was willing to do whatever they, they needed to do to win a game and to give themselves the best chance to win, a, win the game. I mean, it was uh, from jump. I mean, we, we saw that the quarterback run game um, was, was different. Um, the... K.J. Jefferson scrambling and being aggressive in, in his scramble moment was totally different. Uh, and, and when that's the case, man, I mean, you, you Arkansas is playing right-handed, so to speak. They're, they're playing with both, you know, they're boxing with both hands. They're, they're not, they don't have one side behind their back. And they're going to they're be able to score 
and, and score a lot of points when they do that as long as K.J. Jefferson's a quarterback if he's used properly. And, and that's ultimately, um, I think, from, from a storytelling perspective, I, I think that's what we saw is, is there was no more deals, no more handshakes on the table. Um, they were playing to the guy's strength, and they went out there on the road in a tough environment and won a ball game. Clint, were the plays, I didn't see anything really different when play calling came. Um, I just saw the plays being run a lot more effective. Did you see any, like, new plays or a new thing, new new uh, designs? Well, I, I think we saw, again, the quarterback plus one runs where, where he's not – there's no zone read, there's no RPO, he's keeping it. We saw that used as a weapon and not as a third and long type situation. So – we saw that differently. I thought the quick game. I thought the quick game. Whether you're talking about the, the quick boots and jumping it to the tight end in the flash, they used early. Um, you look at some of the critical moments in the second half. I know it doesn't look like much, but the, the couple of throws over the, over the, the middle to Satania, uh, the just little hitch throws, getting the football out of the hand, protecting the offensive line. I think the one thing that we didn't see was was we didn't see a ton of the long hard play action and KJ Jefferson standing up in the pocket with guys running. 15 to 20 yard routes that take that take an, an additional second or two to develop. I mean, when they were taking shots, they were taking shots. When they were throwing the quick game, it was the quick game. Um, it, it, and it look, it, it just um, it. I don't think as I said all along, I don't think they were. It wasn't going to take major adjustments. It wasn't like Kenny Guyton was coming in there and, and, and installing a whole new playbook. It was just taking out the things that that really exposed the offensive line. We don't even need to get into KJ Jefferson and, and, and like I said, I. I just don't believe he's the type of quarterback that's going to sit back there and just process at an extremely high level, distribute the ball accurately, um, consistently enough for you to win ball games. But, but we don't even get into all that. Let's just talk about okay, the offensive line problems are what they are. How can we how can we minimize how you know the exposure of those guys? And I thought they did that tremendously, man. Um, and, and again, it was it was with some of those some of those different move the pocket stuff they did. And and when you're the beautiful thing about when you're when KJ is in that run mode, whether you're using him as play call or he's scrambling, is that what that does is is that that slows the rush down. Teams aren't able to pin their ears back. Now you got to talk about containing the guy instead of instead of just pinning your ears back and going and getting him. So it just just by the nature of that that mindset, it makes the offensive line better. So um, man, it just everybody around KJ is better when he when, when they're approaching football like that. Clint, what do you think of Rocket Sanders, and do you think that the timing of his return had anything to do with the offensive coordinator change? No, I don't think the timing of his return had anything to do with the coordinator change. I mean, I think that that was that was an absolute monster. That was a that was as no brainer as as you could possibly imagine in, in them making that move. Now, the 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 only I guess hesitation that you know I thought may happen with with him changing offensive coordinator was. The fact that I didn't know if Sam Pittman would pull the trigger midseason, uh, you know, I figured they'd let it ride out and do it after the season. But the fact that they they pulled the trigger early, um, I commend them for it. I salute him for it, and, and I think it was just a matter of man, it, it was they were going the wrong direction. They they weren't. It wasn't like you, there was no way on God's green earth that you could see any kind of any kind of, of trending in the right direction with that offense. They were trending in the wrong direction, and it was in the, and that snowball was picking up speed as it was going downhill. And yeah. so they had to make that move regardless of what Rocket was doing. Look, I'll be honest with you guys, man. Uh, I mean, I, at halftime of that ball game, I was really close to my mind being set that K.J. Jefferson, has, it, whether it's, it's lack of work or it's being overweight or out of shape, he just has lost the twitch. He's lost the athletic ability. 
And I think it, it's very similar with, with Rocket. I, I mean, I, what I had seen was a slower-moving running back with not a lot of twitch that, that didn't give a lot of energy and effort. Now, that may have been because of injury, but either way it goes, you're looking at, at two guys that were really the identity of the team, and you're, looking, you're sitting there looking at them going, man, these guys just lack the pop they've had, man, in, in the past. And in that second half, again, I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened. But in that second half, them two cats right there looked like the two guys that we saw that we expected to come into the season with in terms of being All-American preseason and, and the best backfield in college football in terms of running running the ball, you know, that kind of thing. That's what they looked like in the second half. So I'm glad I held my breath on that thought and let them boys play it out in the second half. Clint Serter joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai. Uh, this is unrelated to Arkansas, but related to Arkansas after this weekend. Uh, Florida is about to go 5-7. and seven. They're going to be underdogs at LSU. They're going to be underdogs at Missouri. And they're going to be underdogs at home against Florida State to round up the season. That is a tough finish to the schedule. And they're dang lucky they beat South Carolina by two earlier this year on the road. What happens to Billy Napier if they end up 5-7? and seven? Do they give him a little more time, or do they pull the trigger on something? Well, I think I think they would just thirty thousand foot view. You got to pull the trigger if you're Florida. Now, the the I would like to be a fly on the wall inside. And and if I were Billy Napier and I knew what what kind of shape that that program was in uh, when when he took the job, then then I would have. I mean, obviously they get these monster guarantees, and this is why. But I, I would have had an understanding with those guys of of look, this this locker room is depleted. I mean, my quarterback room is depleted. I got to go. I, he went and took a kid from Wisconsin. And Graham Mertz, look, I I respect the kid. I mean, he he plays a, a good brand of quarterback. But that guy, when he was at uh, at Wisconsin, good God, who in the world wanted that guy? I mean, who? I mean, that wasn't like they went out and just pursued the hell out of him. You know, uh, the Hartman kid at Notre Dame is, is more along the lines of who everybody was pursuing. But yeah. um, you know, that's and I, and then look how that's panned out. But yeah, well, he's I, I made just, Mertz I, a lot gotta, better though, right? I mean, Mertz looks like a different guy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he looks better in a, to- in, a, in a totally different offense, no question about it. But I, I just, I say, I guess my point uh, is that you, you, you let it, you cut him loose as, as soon as the season's over if it's just what we're looking at. But I, I believe that there's probably some kind of understanding of what that that locker room and what that roster looked like that's probably going to buy him another year. Clint, I'm I'm curious about going forward. This was like a Super Bowl game. This was a huge game for Arkansas to win. And yep. how do you think they respond to this next week with Auburn coming to town? I think I think the only team that I'm that I'm worried about moving forward is Missouri. If, if that if that that Arkansas football team shows up um, the rest of the way, I, I think that Missouri game is going to be for a bowl game. I, I firmly believe that, Wes. I, I think as we said before, I think this team is significantly better than what their record was and, and what it is ultimately. Um, while I agree with the caller when I was waiting to get on with you guys about Florida, it was, was not that good of a, a football team. Neither is A&M, neither is BYU, neither was Mississippi State and their backup quarterback. I mean, this, this, this football team should be looking at, at probably three more wins at the very least on, on, the, on their record right now. Um, while, while we can say that Florida is not a, a typical Florida team, that was still a good win for Arkansas. They're trending in the right direction. And I believe if, if that's the plan that they show up with every every week from here on out, I, I believe they beat Auburn. And ultimately, I believe they run the table with the exception of looking at Missouri, and that game's going to be for a bowl game. 
All right, Clint, we're going to have to run. We're running a little behind here. I appreciate the time. We'll look forward to talking to you on Friday. We can get into the match with Auburn a little bit more. I uh, want to recap what happened in the SEC with you, too, when we get you back on on Friday. It was an interesting weekend. Kind of went by the numbers, and we were talking about Georgia's finish to their schedule coming up. They've got some tough games down the stretch, and they're going to have a pretty good uh, resume, I would think, by the time the uh, season rolls around here, the end of the season rolls around, and the SEC championship game. But uh, we got to go for now, but we'll talk to you on Friday. You got it. Hey, man, tell old Chris Crane over. I need one of them, one of them uh, real nice uh, sedans, one of them Kia sedans to roll around down in here in, the, in Houston show everybody what he's dealing with. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll mention it to him <laughs> when we talk to him. You got it. All right, All right brother. Buddy. Y'all be good. Thanks, Clint.